This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry of the Cats Paws. More breaking news tonight, Derek, and we had to record it, but Kentucky has its first basketball commitment for the 2022 class. Yeah, Sky Clark, a five-star guard out of Innsworth High School in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, originally from California, but Sky Clark after a recruitment that seemed to have some uh, twists and turns in it, on Thursday night he did go ahead and officially commit to Kentucky via his Instagram. Yeah, he, he went through overtime and committed. He set his commitment date exactly a month ago tonight, I'm pretty sure, somewhere around that time uh, for the 22nd of October, and he kept it. He stood true to that, and he is a Kentucky Wildcat. Derek, there was a point here a month ago where you and I were talking on this show right before Corey Evans made the move to the NBA, things did not look great. I mean, it didn't look hopeless, but it also looked like that North Carolina was a real threat to land Sky Clark. It did. I mean, I think Corey went as far to, to change his pick uh, on the future cast feature they have over at Rivals. Uh, it was a little bit more consensus at 24-7. Uh, people, especially here lately, the last few days, the predictions really came pouring in for Kentucky. There ended up being nine picks uh, for Kentucky before he committed. So it was a consensus uh, pick. He had the top guys in the business, Brandon Jenkins, who we had on this podcast, uh, Jerry Meyer. I even see my name on there, although I'm by no means an expert <laughs> on Scott Clark's commitment, but I guess for that feature I was. But – it's good, I think, for Kentucky to be on the board in 2022. This is a kid who, if you go by his ranking as of right now, kind of a, a rare kid that is the same rank in both the composite and the 24-7 sports rankings. Most of the time those are different, but he's ranked 14th in the country and as the number three combo guard. The only slight difference is, uh, according to 24-7, he is the number one player in the state of Tennessee for his class. And then on the composite, he's number two. So just uh, one one other kid. So this is another guy, uh, Sean, you know more about his recruitment than I do, but he was a kid for a long time, perceived to be a, a Kentucky lean. Uh, a dream school for him was Kentucky. Yeah, and it should be noted, too, he never was held back at any point in his career. So he's a true junior in high school right now, Derek. He just turned 17 right before the school year started. So if he decides at some point to make this jump to – 2021 he would essentially pretty much turn 18 right as he gets on campus at Kentucky which would probably be one of the younger guys on a on a team at Kentucky if he chooses to do, to do that but it's a right for right now it's a good centerpiece to build around I think it's always good to have a point guard in your class that you can kind of build and be the centerpiece of your class and that's what John Calipari has for 2022 now 
could that change and he decide to move to 2021? Absolutely. I, I think that Sky will put himself in a position to reclass if he feels that is what is best for him. But I think he's going to go through this entire high school basketball season and into the spring, possibly even later into the summer, with the intentions of staying in 22, but could possibly move to 21 if, if Kentucky – if there's an opportunity for him at Kentucky and he feels like he's ready, Derek, I think at least the kid will give himself that opportunity to make that decision on his own. Yeah, if he does stay in 2022, that's that's two straight classes for Kentucky that the first commitment was from a point guard. Uh, we saw it uh, a couple months ago, August, I guess it was, when Nolan Hickman, a point guard uh, out west, committed to Kentucky kind of out of nowhere. This, this you know, is going to be the first commitment for UK since Nolan which that was a true commitment in this day and age that was super under the radar. I mean, I'm talking about most of the fan base, myself included, didn't even know who Nolan Hickman was at the time that he committed, whereas Scott Clark been a name for a long time, been considered one of the top players in his class. Um, and Cal Perry's got another one, Sean. I mean, we saw this start back all the way in 2009 for Cal, landing elite point guards. It's, that's really what his rep was with Derrick Rose, Tyreek Evans, guys like that at Memphis, and then he built on that very quickly. At Kentucky, is probably having his best point guard he had, at least arguably with Rose uh, and John Wall, Brandon Knight, Marquis Teague, or Marcus Teague. Sorry, you keep going. Um, been a great school for point guards, and I think Sky had to be appealing to him. Absolutely, it did too. Then you you get to watch what these guys were doing in the NBA bubble in the recent weeks too. I, I think that was big. This is a Joel Justice recruitment, Derek. That he was the guy. And this recruitment, every time I talk to Kenny Clark, Sky's dad, or Sky, they always have so much praise for Joel. So I know I know right now Joel's probably uh, cracked one open, has got his feet kicked up, and he's probably celebrating somewhere right now, maybe in his office. Because I, I know uh, he, he never was really worried, I don't think, but this has been the recruitment from beginning to end for Joel Justice. It was, it was a big one for him. It was. Uh, you know, he's he was the lead on another kid out of Tennessee last year, and it was for two years ago now. Really unfortunate with James Wiseman because he was another kid that for a long time was considered to be a heavy UK lean. I think Joel did all he could on that recruitment, but once Memphis hired Penny Hardaway, I mean, it was that's tough for anybody to beat. If UK can't beat that out, then it's going to be hard for anybody. But now this is a good one for Joel. He's on a few others. Uh, I know I don't think he's the lead on Bryce Hawkins. I believe it's is Barbie the lead on that one. Yeah, Barbie's the lead. I think Barbie's the lead there, but Joel does a lot of the groundwork. Um, for the future classes, and of course that's what Sky is if he stays in 22. That's probably where I want to take this thing next, Sean. As we talked about Sky, he's actually, shoot, we've probably talked about this kid just about as much as anybody on this podcast in terms of basketball recruiting. To me, the real win will be if Kentucky can keep him in the 2022 class. Absolutely. Uh, I think that that is the uh, the win. If they keep him in 22 with with already having Nolan Hickman, we, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with Devin Askew in this class. And then Hunter Salas is still there. Now, like I said, Sky, if he decides to reclass, he's going to know exactly, Derek, what Kentucky's roster is going to look like by the time Peach Jam and those Nike EYBL events happen, if they happen next summer. That's another thing that we should be uh, talking about right now is that, that that's not a given that those events are going to go on as planned or as normal with uh, COVID-19 the pandemic. So we have to wait and see how the uh, high school grassroots circuit and everything plays out. 
But Scott's going to have an opportunity to look at this Kentucky roster and say, hey, do I want to stay in 22 and play another year of high school basketball with my brother and more family, or do I want to go ahead and make the jump to Kentucky and reclassify? And I, I think that it'll at least be on the table, but I'm with you. If Kentucky can keep him in 22, and I think that that's the thing that in recent days that transitioned, you, know, you see all these Kentucky picks come in, I think that that's what they were kind of asking, is is this still on the table for 22? Because I know for a fact Kentucky was talking 21, but they were certainly, they were like, I'll take you in either class. And if Sky wants to stay 22, Kentucky's perfectly fine with that, especially if they go get Hunter South. Where was your confidence level on this recruitment last month when he announced that he would be deciding uh, on October 22nd versus where it ended up, let's say, yesterday? I thought all along, honestly, that it was going to be Kentucky. I, I did. The only thing that made me think for maybe just a moment that it was going to be North Carolina was if he was going to jump to 21. Just because there's so many uncertain, there's so much uncertainty around what Kentucky's roster is going to look like for next season that I just thought it really didn't make sense. The pieces didn't really add together. With you take Nolan Hickman. You, you're looking to take Hunter Salas, who I think has emerged as the top Kentucky basketball target right now, especially for 21. And then you look at the uncertainty with uh, you don't know what's going to happen with the backcourt with Devin Askew. So I thought that if it was one of these things where he was going to reclass and commit, I thought it would have been North Carolina. But once I saw that he wasn't going to reclass and he was going to stay 22, I, I felt like Kentucky made the most sense because then you can look at the roster and think by then Askew's out probably he's in the NBA and then you look at Nolan Hickman you, if Hunter Salas is as good as advertised you, you think he has one and done potential so then it, it made more sense for it to be Kentucky if Kentucky can keep him in 22 and then also beat up North Carolina again for Hunter Salas to keep him in 21 that would be a a big shot in the arm not only for for John Calipari his class but I mean, I think the consensus there for a long time was UK, or they would kind of split on Salas well, and Clark. That's what Corey said. You yeah. remember Corey said that on this show early, was that he thought Kentucky would get one, Carolina would get the other. Well, 22-21, that kind of changes that. And then I guess you look, let's let's say Devin Askew is really good. And Derek, from everything that other people are hearing, he's the guy that's kind of emerging at that point guard position. I know Kyle Tucker wrote it in the athletic story today that he's hearing that Askew is kind of the guy at point, but Mintz is a really good option in case Askew struggles. Now let's say Askew lives up to the hype and he's even better than what they thought he would and he can sort of move out of this program after one season. That's where I think Sky Clark kind of leaves the door open for a reclassification of 21. Or if they don't get Hunter Salas, then I think Sky Clark, Kentucky pushes that to get him to 21. Sky's a kid... He's listed as a combo guard, but I've watched him. He is a very underrated point guard, Derek. He's a he's a guard that can score, but I think his passing is what you're going to see really improve over the next year and before he gets to Kentucky. That That's what I think a lot of people want to see, and I, I saw it firsthand a couple of months ago when I got to watch him. He's really good in pick and roll. He can shoot the ball. A really crafty finisher at the rim with both hands. And when you look at him, you don't think he's going to dunk on you, but he's right there putting his head on the rim, and it's it's a really solid piece for Kentucky, regardless of what where he ends up if 21 or 22. Yeah, he's an interesting uh, interesting player. It's his scouting report on 24-7 was just updated uh, 
three days ago, so they were obviously in preparation for this. Tell me what you think about this comp. It is with Bradley Bill, of course, uh, a great player at Florida for one year, has been with the Washington Wizards, signed a pretty big contract. Well, how do you feel about that comparison? Because you think of Bradley Bill, to me, I think of a, a lights-out type shooter. Now, maybe I'm forgetting what, what Bradley was like at Florida because it's been nearly a decade now, it seems like, since uh, Bradley was there. But to me, I would think that's a, it's a pretty good comparison for this guy. Honestly, I, I like it. The size is there. I think Bill is Bill might be 6'3". So the size is there. This guy's listed at 6'3". Pretty sure Bill's 6'3". Uh, Bill, an excellent shooter. The one thing that I remember about Bradley Bill was uh, really good coming off screens, and I, I thought he was good in pick and roll too during his days at Florida, which I think Sky excels in is uh, when the ball's in his hands and he's making plays. Uh, he's a guy, Derek, that I think a lot of guys will want to play with mm-hmm. at Kentucky, and I think that's why it's big to sort of, even if let's say he let's say he stays 22 but then decides in the end he wants to go to 21, well, he's a big piece that I think a lot of people will commit to that 2022 class to play with Sky. And it, I don't know what that will impact in the end if he decides to move. But I do like that comparison. As far as Kentucky comparison, you know, Kentucky told him that he's Tyrese Maxey and a mixture of Tyler Ulis. And I haven't seen the video yet. Kentucky always puts out the video of the kids sitting there with the basketball watching the highlights, and I'm willing to bet just a guess that it's Tyrese Maxey that he's watching on the screen. So I, I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. Kind of look the yeah. same a little bit with their hairstyle. Let me read the scouting report right here that was just updated. Uh, it's just from Jerry Meyer at 24-7 Sports. I'll read a little bit of it. It's a little lengthy. Great build for a combo guard. Powerful athlete with strength to make plays in traffic. Extremely smooth shooting stroke. Legitimate three-level score with deep range. Creative scorer off the dribble. Passes and finishes ball with either hand. Wired to score but sees the court and can deliver the timely pass. And it says, to close, it also says he's a strong defender who's uh, versatile and opportunistic. So, obviously, that last part is always key with Cal. You want to get on the floor and you want to play a lot, be good defensively. He can live with some offensive struggles if you're uh, getting stops on the defensive end. But this is a kid that, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of the the riches that that is Kentucky that you can look forward to potentially won't suit up until uh two seasons from now right not this year not yeah. next year could be could be two years yet you have this kind of kid with this kind of potential to build around and let's say this too he's a kid that stands for everything that kentucky basketball wants in a player and wants in an athlete uh, he's been active on the social injustice you know front he's been active there in that community in nashville he's a kid Derek, that i think will fit right in at the U- with the UK basketball program and uh, a first class young man. The family is a beautiful family. Uh, he has a lot of siblings. Uh, Kenny, his father Kenny, was an NFL wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. So you know he's got some professional professional blood in his veins there. And uh, the move to Nashville, I, I think, certainly helped Kentucky uh, getting closer to Lexington. And I think it's big for the program to have him in 22. This is a very early commitment, Derek, for a 2022 guy, which is uh, not a bad thing. We saw Kentucky sort of get a late start on 21 with Nolan Hickman, and as right now as we're recording, he's still the only 21 commit uh, right here less than a month before signing day. So now Kentucky has a 22 guy to kind of start you know, filling out that class. Yeah, there are only two kids right now ranked higher than uh, almost said Tyrese. 
higher than Sky. Um, Amoni Bates obviously has made his commitment to Michigan State, and then uh, Dior Johnson out of uh, Oak Hill Academy has committed to Syracuse, and that's it in terms of the guys ranked ahead of him. No other five-star kids have committed. Memphis does have a commitment um, from a kid at 28. But, yeah, this is a very early commitment for his class. I mean, a lot of these kids I think are just now starting to – I mean, they're well-known. The basketball scene's so much different just because you see these kids. I mean, probably starting in middle school. You see a lot of these kids, and they can follow them. And it's one of the reasons why I think basketball recruiting is typically quite a bit more accurate, I would say, than the football stuff just because these kids, a lot of them, at least prior to the pandemic years, would compete against each other a lot. They would play in all-star games against each other. And by the time you did get to that final ranking, pretty much had a good idea. I mean, think of a guy like Anthony Davis back – two years before he committed. I mean, at the same time that Scott's committing, you know, Anthony might have been an unheard of guy before he had his growth spurt. But by the time those final rankings came around, well, some of the sources, uh, sites had him number one, and he would go on to be that kind of guy. So this is a good thing for Kentucky. Um, I'm scanning this list for 22. You saw Jalen Duran. Is that how you say his name, Sean, the kid they just yeah. offered? Yeah, yeah he's Durant. number two. Um Brandon Hutley Hatfield, we already had that conversation, thought for a long time to be a UK guy. It's not going to be the case. So, you know, we talked to uh, Brandon Jenkins from 24-7. I'm just scanning this list, and you got some kids from Texas. You know, where will that Jay Lucas effect be? Well, so when you scan these names, there there can be – I could see this being another class of four or five five-star guys. In a, it, with, uh, very, very much so. And I, I just think it's crucial to have the floor general already there. Mm-hmm. I know you can't overstate how important point guard play is at any level of basketball. And when you can give the ball to him in recruiting, and now he can go out and recruit guys that he wants to come to Kentucky with him, I just think it's huge. I just think it's a it's a it's a giant step for Kentucky's 2022 class. And Derek, the last 24 hours for Kentucky basketball fans have been very good. Olivier Saar, Jacob Toppin last night. Now Scott Clark, and now we wait and see what happens with Bryce Hopkins. I was on Sources Say last night. David Sisk is actually, you know, hearing that it's not a done deal, that he there's people in that camp that I don't even think they really know what's happening with Bryce. I know Illinois is still there as a factor, so that's one that, you know, could be interesting to watch over the next few days if it ends up being Kentucky or not. Uh, but whenever that happens, we'll have another episode for you to talk about that. But we wanted to get on here tonight and give immediate reaction to Sky Clark joining the Kentucky basketball program as a commitment. You have a verbal for the 2022 class. This episode has been brought to you by the Butcher's Pub with two locations, one in Pineville, Kentucky, one in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Get out to the pub this weekend, watch Kentucky Mizzou. We'll be back tomorrow with a mailbag episode and then whatever happens around the breaking news with Kentucky basketball, Kentucky football. This has been another episode of Kentucky Daily. We'll catch you next time.